are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You know, when the rapture occurs, and it's going to come quickly, I believe, maybe today the rapture occurs, when I, or when I draw my last breath, I want to find myself loving God. I want to find myself attending church. I want to find myself still serving God and trying to serve people and help people. I want to, if the Lord comes today or if I should go into his presence by way of the grave, I want to still be tithing. Uh, our sweet niece that was killed on the way home from church in a car accident, 23 years of age, several years ago, Jennifer, you know, the last check that she wrote was to her grandfather's church, Berean Baptist Church. And a few moments later, she was in eternity. You know, when, when the Lord comes or when I pass away, I, I want to love my, still love my wife and love my family and love those 14 grandkids. I don't want to be a castaway. No, no, no. I, I don't want to be, he dureth for a while. Matthew 13. I, I don't want to be shipwrecked. I, I want to be one that's loving God. About two, three weeks ago, I saw in my Bible reading this verse 21. Keep yourselves. I have an underlined in red. And then there's some yellow around it. I Keep yourself. I, I want to speak today on one word, keep. Just keep. I want to release us from here in just a few moments. Say, you keep yourself in line. I'll keep myself in line. You keep yourself doing what you should do. I, I want to I define that word keep for right now. Keep means to guard. It means to protect. There are going to have to be some, some boundaries that you put up. There are going to be some rails that you put up, some fence that you put up, and you keep yourself. I have a, a, a coin here. It's a, a dollar coin. My dad was born in 1923. This is two years before his birth. I wanted to find a 1923 years ago, but I found a 21. This is 100 years of age. Now, uh, Riley, you're right there. My grandson, would you come right back here, if you will? I want you to keep that during this four-hour message for me. Will you do that? Uh, Riley is 15 and, I, and, and single and not married, and you just keep that, will you? Now, Riley, what that means, I want you to put in safekeeping. I want you to secure it. You can, that's it, put it in your pocket there. And uh, don't sit next to girl, because uh, I was gonna give it to my wife, but I wanted it back at the end of the message. Yeah, you keep that. That's what, that's what it means to keep something. It means to secure it. It means to protect it. It means to put up some boundaries. And God, God, God says it's to guard. I, I'm going to have to guard myself. I'm going to have to watch myself. I'm going to have to take heed to myself. Why is it on the internet everybody wants to guard everyone else? I'm so grateful I don't know. Even this week people have said things to me about the internet. I have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know how to do the computer. I'm very thankful for it. 
thankful for all the people I have around me that can help me with that. But, but I think what I, if I'm not mistaken, on the internet, everybody else knows what the next guy is supposed to do. And he knows all the dirt and all the garbage on the next guy or the next lady. But you know, people that live their lives that way are always covering because they haven't paid, taken heed to themselves. There's something that they need to keep. And today God's word says, keep yourself in the love of God. I'm to guard my attitude. I'm to guard my spirituality. I'm to guard godliness. I'm to guard my walk with God. I'm to guard my marriage. I'm to guard my family. I need to stop guarding everyone else and mind my own business. I'm to guard anger. I'm to guard bitterness. I'm to guard carnality. I'm to guard deceit. I'm to guard envy. I'm to guard fear. I'm to guard gossip. I'm to guard hatred. I'm to guard ill will. I'm to guard jealousy. I'm to guard in my life temper. I need to guard Jack Treber. Oh, my sweet dad, I miss him so much. My dad, I... I was trying to raise those two sisters of mine. My sister Judy is now with the Lord, passed away a few months ago, but Judy was my elder sister by a couple of years, and then my twin sister. I had such a hard time raising those girls. Uh, they would not obey me. And you know, I was just trying to prepare them for marriage, so they'd be good wives. And they just, read, so once in a while, I'd go to my dad, and I'd try to have a meeting with them so we could straighten out the girls. And my dad, of course my dad wasn't educated. He didn't have a college degree. He didn't have a Bachelor of Science. Or he didn't have a Bachelor of Arts. He did not have a master's degree or an earned doctorate. My dad had a high school diploma. That's where it stopped. So he did not know these things. But I was going to try to help him. After all, I was 10 years of age. And I was going to try to bring to my dad the knowledge of how bad these sisters are. Does anybody, amen, have a sister? You know exactly what, a lot of horns on that one. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I was doing my best to keep these girls in line. And instead, my, again, it must have been, God bless him, the ignorance of my father not being highly educated. He didn't know he's supposed to listen to me. He was supposed to get counsel from his son. After all, it was 10 or 11 by now. I knew some things he did not know. But my dad would always say it's the same thing. Jack, mind your own business. Keep your own yard clean. Keep your own yard clean. Jack, I'm taking care of it. You just worry about Jack. Now he's in heaven, he's listening. He's probably right now regretting that he talked to me that way. Uh, but, but Dad, I'm sorry you were perfect, but you should have heeded your warning of your son. Keep yourself, Jack, keep yourself in order. My father would not to tolerate tattling. He said, Jack, just pay attention to Jack. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of that right now. Just why in the world he felt the he had the the privilege to call me Jack instead of Doctor Treber or Reverend or Pastor or something. Now I'm 12 years of age. He's still calling me Jack. But nonetheless, Jack, keep yourself, 
Keep yourself. Keep yourself. And that's what God's saying. As Riley is guarding that one dollar coin, he's guarding, he's keeping himself. He's got a watch on it. He's got a guard on it. And ladies and gentlemen, God says, I want you to keep a guard on your, what's he say? On your love of God. God loves me. I know that. But the question is, do I love him? You are my disciples if you keep my commandments. And today in just a few moments when we release us, I want us to mind our own business and take heed to ourselves and put a guard and put a watch on our life. Job said, I put a watch on my eyes. I put a watch on my heart. And today God wants me to guard me. So he gives us an illustration here. He said, I want to illustrate some people that did not guard themselves. And he gave us six illustrations. One was the children of Israel. God delivered them out of Egypt, and yet they had to die in the wilderness because of one word, unbelief. Look what he says in verse number, verse number, uh, uh, um, verse number five. And the Bible says, I therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. He said, uh, the first illustration, they didn't take heed to themselves. They didn't guard themselves. They did their own thing. The next one he gives is the angels. This is from Revelation 14, where one third of them lost at a state and fell with Satan. And the Bible says the angels that kept not their first estate, but left their habitation, hath reserved an everlasting change in darkness. They didn't take heed to themselves. They follow Satan, and the Israelites did not take heed to themselves. And the third one, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities about them, like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, and setting forth the example of suffering and vengeance, eternal fire. He said there's three examples of people that perverted their life because of unbelief and because of pride, and they did not take heed themselves. He said, I thought you said there were six. Well, there are. Verse 11, woe to them that have gone the way of Cain. What was Cain's problem? Well, we know he was a murderer. We know he offered a false, arrogant sacrifice to God when God wanted a blood offering. He already trained through his parents a blood offering when they sinned and they covered him with the, the, with the skins of animals and blood was shed and he brought the fruit of his own works. And he, he thought, I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take whatever I want to God. I'll do it, I'll do it my way. But God's not interested in your way. We're, God's interested in his way. So he gives us the illustration of Cain. And ran greedily after the heir of the second one, Balaam. Balaam, again, did what he wanted to do and rebelled against God. My question is, Jack Treatment, what are you doing that God wants, doesn't want you to do? I want you to keep yourself. I want you to pay attention to yourself. And then the third one he gives us was the gainsayer of Kor, K-O-R-A-H, here spelled K-O-R-E. And they came to Moses and said, you take too much upon you. And they stood against the child of God, the man of God. 
and rebuked the man of God and that word did open up that had never been before and they went into that hole and perished that day because of their self-will. I don't know how it is with you, but I know how it is with me. The biggest problem I have in life is me. I have to take careful attention to me. Child of God, how much time do you spend every day confessing to God, I was wrong right there. I answered wrongly. I didn't answer honestly. I answered in fear. I answered in frustration. I answered in pride. When was the last time that you said, that Lord, today I have sinned? How many times a day? And you say, well, my goodness, Pastor, if I, if I confessed every time, I'd be confessing all day long. Then confess all day long. Keep yourself. Teenagers. Yes, I agree with you. It is an unusual day. You have sin at your very fingertips through those cell phones. I know that. But you're going to have to keep yourself. You're going to have to have some boundaries. And it might be, Mother, Dad, I am not mature enough to have a cell phone and give it up so you'll walk down an aisle one day in white impurity. I don't think it's possible. I do not think it's possible for a young person to have a cell phone and live for God with a pure life. It's too difficult. It's too difficult. The flesh craves wrong. And the flesh craves to spend all day on that. Mothers and dads, I don't believe video games help to keep ourselves and guard ourselves. I'm not suggesting, I don't know much about them. I'm not suggesting they cannot play them. But I am suggesting that it ought to be very limited. And I believe that we ought to be very careful with the video games. If you do, let your kids see them. If they're always blowing things up and killing things and, and uh, destroying things, something's not right. Keep yourself. I think you're going to have to keep yourself. And, and you might have to say, I'm not listening to the news. It depresses me. It discourages me. I may go back to the news one of these days. The day before the election, I gave it up. And I was never much of a news person, but I like to know what was going on. And I didn't give it up because I'm a good Christian. It's just you absolutely need a pastor that's living on the winning side, that lives with courage and with hope. And I believe God's given me great hope and great courage and great enthusiasm for the cause of Christ. But I cannot let this out here come into my mind and destroy it. You might be stronger than I am in that area, but that negativity about all that's going on discourages me. So I'm not going that path. Guess what? Since the election, we're still here. And when this president goes out, whenever he goes, we'll still be here. And we're still in need of revival. And we're still in need of God's people to get a hold of God, believing that these last days could be the best days. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know there are perilous times in the last day. But I live this way. There may be perilous times, but by the grace of God, it's not going to happen here. By the grace of God, I'm expecting a revival to come to this place called the Silicon Valley because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What a place, this hot bed of, of wickedness and 
computers and all of it and how it's been turned uh, against good. So much of it's so bad. Thank God we're on the internet now. Thank God for what it does. But I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, we are having people like never before asking, can we come to church? We've had people walking in here from neighborhoods every service looking to come to a place where people are singing and people have joy and people have happiness and there's laughter again. I want you to know that people are hungry for the gospel. You've heard me say it so much, but we took 50,000 Bibles to our city last year. And you know, I don't know if there's just been a handful of people that complained about it. That's never happened in the 45 years my wife and I have been here. Normally people complain. The average, the average response was, thank you for the Bible. Or an email, thank you for sending us, or giving us a Bible. And even money sent in. People said, thank you. And people said, in this city, in this city, I'm grateful for COVID because had I not known about, I would have never known about your church because you're the only church open. And consequently, we listen and we watch and we found this thing called KNBBC Revival Radio and we're avid listeners every day now. Hey, COVID's been okay. I want to keep myself. I want to keep myself from the hopelessness that we'll never have church again. I don't believe that. I believe that place is going to open and all 3,000 seats are going to be filled. And I believe it's going to be a great thing to hear a huge choir and orchestra playing again and shaking hands and hugging one another and saying, oh, victory in Jesus. I'm on the winning side. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from it up from the grave he arose. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. All hail the power and we'll be back in our auditorium. So, oh, no, 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 I don't believe that ever happened again. Then you believe that, but I'm not going to believe that. I want you to know I'm going to try to keep myself. You have marital problems, keep yourself. Stop trying to correct your mate. Keep yourself. Keep yourself. You guard yourself. You know, Riley uh, Hudson over there, you know um, another word for for to, to uh, keep is not only to guard and set up a defense, but it's the word fortress. I love that word keep that's identified as a fortress. Put a fortress around your life, 12-year-old boy. Put a fort fortress around your life, little girl. I, I, I can't believe this is happening nationwide. Seven-year-olds, eight-years-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-olds learning how to get online and seeing pornography. I've asked so many times, when did this begin in your life? A neighbor showed it to me when I was eight. A neighbor showed me when I was 11. A relative showed me when I was nine. There's going to have to be a fortress, mothers and dads, around the life of those kids. I'm not talking about becoming narcissistic. You cannot breathe. You cannot move. You cannot look. You cannot do this. No, 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 no. And you put up all these rules. Just put some barriers up. And do your best as parents to raise your kids for God. 
and you raise them by the grace of God to release them. But you're going to have to build a fortress. You're going to have to build a fortress. I am around my own life, around my marriage, around our family, around this church. Keep yourself. Oh, but let me show you this. Not only keep myself, and I'll close. Verse number 21, keep yourself, keep yourself. He speaks about yourself in verse 20, building up yourself. But here, keep yourself, guard yourself, protect yourself, put a fortress around yourself. Keep yourself in the love of God. But I want you to see verse 24. Now unto him that is able to, what's that word? Keep you from falling. I'm to keep myself. But I also know this, that he's going to keep me. I'm sheltered in the arms of God, Brother Martinez. He can keep me. And he can keep you. And I'm going to do my best to get close to him. Oh, there's chaos and sin and corruption around us. I have no fear. For Jesus walks beside me. For I'm sheltered, safe, Within the arms of God. He, 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 okay, I go to sleep at night. But you know what he does? He never slumbers nor sleeps. I, 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 I can walk through the journey of life and he said, I will never leave you, Jack, nor forsake you. My Bible says, 2 Chronicles 16, his eyes are ever open on me. His eyes are on my life. Curtis Hudson a week ago, Friday, 26 years ago, passed away, 61 with cancer. The great preacher, the editor of the Soul Lord, great, great man of God. He preached here 36 years ago, and Brother Tom Apusin got saved here in our church, one of our pastors. What a thrill it was to know him. And he would sing that song, and he, I love the stanza he sang. He's the keeper. I love that word, keeper. He's the guard. He guards my soul. He protects my soul. He puts, God Almighty puts a, a, a fortress. He's the keeper of my soul since I gave him full control. Praise the Lord. I'm on the win. He said, I gave him full control. What's, what's the first one? I'm keeping my life. And he says, I'll keep you too, Jack. I'm going to keep you, here it is, from falling. To fall is to stumble. To fall is to get tripped up. To fall is to drift away. To fall is to apostasy. Apostasy. Apostasy, to be an apostate is simply this. To depart, to depart, to leave a once held position. You know, as we live our days today, Brother Elihu, thank you for keeping the choir music right. I'm watching I am watching in our churches all over America an apostasy, drifting, drifting in our music and drifting in our preaching and drifting, no more Sunday school, let's have a connection group and drifting, no more soul, let's have outreach and drifting, no more singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, but we have our worship and praise and our worship and praise leader. Not around here, you're not gonna have that. Not under my watch, no sir. And we no longer preach, but we share and no longer we preach and herald the word of God. Now if you'll follow on the screen today, no sir, no sir.
We're not coming to assemble. Guard this church, but it's his job to guard all of us, and he does. Jesus will walk with me down through the valley. Jesus will, he'll walk with me, and he'll talk with me, and he'll tell me, and he'll guard me. You know, as I get in my car, he'll guard me. I'm not saying I'm not going to have a car accident. He's just guarding me. My Bible says in Isaiah 26, verse number three, thou wilt keep him in perfect, thou wilt keep him, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You know why we don't have perfect peace? Because we're not stayed on him. I love what Paul said in his testimony in 2 Timothy 1.13. I know whom I have believed, and he is able to keep that which I've committed. He is able to keep that which I've committed. He is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. He's the keeper of my soul. You know, today, uh, there's just one word. It's the word keep. Would you guard yourself? You pray that I'd guard myself. Stop trying to guard everybody else. Guard yourself. And then let God guard you. You know, Brother Russ, I'd go to bed when I was young. I think I remember this. I think my parents taught me because I knew it so very well, that little children's prayer. Maybe your parents did the same. Eventually, we learned how to pray. And mothers and dads would say, hey, have you said your prayers? And then they'd come and pray with, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to, if I should die before I wake, I pray my soul the Lord will take. I really believe I remember praying that prayer as a child. He'll keep me. Sometimes I'd be afraid to go to bed at night and go to sleep. And my mother would say, Jack, the Lord will keep you. He'll take care of you. He'll watch over you all through the night. You can go to sleep. I'm begging you to keep yourself. Keep yourself in check this week. Keep your life in check this week. When we see the word keep, think of a fortress. I'm to build a fortress around my life. Uh, think of a guard, a prison guard. Think of Riley who's guarding that for me right now. It, it's really, I don't know if it's even worth any money. That's not what it is. It's a, I pulled out my drawer. It's a reminder of that sweet dad of mine. He, had, he spent his life trying to keep me right and guard me and protect me and my sweet sisters. And he tried to guard his marriage, and he did. And you know, when I looked into his coffin and saw him in that coffin, I just was overwhelmed what a perfect man he was. Just a perfect father. Such a good man. Yes, with his high school diploma, and that's it, from Custard High in Wisconsin. Oh, he did not need an education beyond that because he knew a God like very few men I ever met. He knew what it was to guard his own life. I thought it so many times. This is the homegoing month of my mother and my dad. I thought it so many times how he was a perfect husband and he took care of my mother and he guarded my mother and he guarded our family. 
and he guarded our church. Would you guard some things as today as we leave and then let God guard you? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.